Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we are joined by Siobhan Morin. And Siobhan is a business advisor, quantum energy thought leader, and the founder of Energetic Solutions. Energetic Solutions uses proven health and wellness principles to improve leadership, profits, and simplify complex managerial goals in a truly unique way, far from what's obtainable in the mainstream. She's worked with over 15,000 entrepreneurs combining her corporate experience, rapid growth expertise, and her unique approach using energetic techniques to grow small businesses into big conglomerates. An ex-tech geek, she started programming when she was young, but when she saw people looking sickly for being indoors all the time, she got into sales and marketing. Now, Years later, her specialty is helping businesses grow from two to five employees, helping them get big and sold. She says there's nothing like going through a company, getting them to $150 million, getting them sold, and then moving on to help the next one. Today, she's here to help share some of her wisdom and give us some practical tips we can use to grow our businesses and profits. Siobhan, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm excited to be here. Sweet. Me too. So I kind of alluded to a bit of your background there, and I'd like to maybe start talking about that. But obviously, you weren't familiar. You didn't just were born. I mean, we were all born with innate skills, but you didn't have this wisdom and experience and expertise that you have today. And you didn't even start off on that path. So what happened? I mean, I said, I know I said people look sickly, but how did you even get into this? What was your initial like, like first experience, I guess, into the sales and marketing and business world? Well, you know, I'm going to start back a little bit further. So when I was 11, my parents said I couldn't have this sweater, this blouse that I wanted. And they said, but I could have it if I could figure out how to earn the money. Mm, And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And the only thing that came to me, don't know how this came to me. I wish I could figure that one out. But I actually started a lawn mowing route. I picked the biggest lawn in my neighborhood. And the woman that I wouldn't be too afraid to talk to because she was older and she was nice. And I, oh, God, so incredibly shy. And, you know, she gave me like, I don't know, 10 or ten or 11 bucks. And I was like, oh, my God, it's a windfall. All I have to do is buy me these and I have rich. my shorts. Right. Yes. And so that was really the starting place. And then my first buyout was to my brother. I sold the lawn mine route to him for a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but it was a start, right? Proof of concept. It was a start, I can build right? these things and sell them. You know, who knew that that's really what I was doing? I knew I wanted something from it. And then my mom got me into computer programming, and that was definitely not the angle I was going for. Mm, right. And, you know, she had a lot of foresight. But what I saw, interestingly enough, I started working for this company and we were, you know, indoors and I just watched all the people on the other side of the glass who'd been there, I don't know, five or 10 years and they all looked white and pasty and kind of sickly and not really happy. And I thought, Ooh, I can't do this. I can't do this the rest of my life. This is not what I'm here to do. And so I thought I needed to do something that 
scared me. I went off to school and, and did all that thing and, you know, was a bartender and did all those really interesting things, but got into sales and marketing because I figured, you know, one of the things my dad always used to say is he said, you know, if you've got something wrong going on, you're scared, you're worried, you're sad, whatever's going on with you, you know, go out and talk to people, you know, hug them, give them food, make them laugh or tell them a story. And that just related to sales to me. Mm. And I thought that was the easiest way to get freedom from what I was doing internally and freedom even in the financial aspect. So that was, you know, I kind of started going in that direction. Mm. And I then moved to California. I found this little tiny company that was the ones that did the articulating arms. And they were the originators of all the ways that are best to sit properly while you're at a desk working on a computer. And so I was there when there were like 12 of us and it was small and it was fun. I could use all my computer programming. I could use the sales. I could use the marketing. I could use everything that I acquired up to that point all in one place. And I thought, oh my God, this is so fun. And as you see it growing, it's like you learn all kinds of new skills. And so that experience and seeing the, you know, interacting with the two founders was just like the best. Mm. And that experience really, really got me hooked. Once they got sold, I moved on to something else that had a similar vibe, a similar concept. And that's really what I did while I was you know, working for other people. Then one of the pivot points, one of the last companies I worked for, was I overdid it. I mean, you know, we're all kind of type A personalities. I love what I do. My rule all my life has been I have to love what I do, like adore what I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's been a really good rule that I somehow decided. I loved it so much that I got sick and I ended up with a health crisis. I ended up in the emergency room and I had blood poisoning and that's usually lethal. Oh, yeah. And they said, you're going to die if you don't do something. And so I actually let them inject me with drugs. And it was right about that time, it was really 100% clear to me that I didn't believe in drugs the way they'd been administered. And even though I was working for a drug company, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of <laughs> kind of an oxymoron, but hey, yeah, perfect thing, though. And so I decided that I'd heard something on the radio. I don't know, probably two or three weeks before about how energy and thought and all of these processes of energy work together so that the body heals itself. And I thought, yeah, that makes so much sense. The body does heal itself. It's not the Band-Aid. It's not the surgery. The body does it. Mm. And so if it gets this additional help with energy, then it works to help the body facilitate its job by 100 times better. And I thought, that makes so much sense. My little computer brain's going, yeah, that makes so much sense. And so... Had to, you know, as we all pride and ego, right, think we've got it all covered. I had to heal myself first. Mm -hmm. And I figured on my sofa, I decided I was going home and healing myself first. I was going to do this on my own because if I felt if I could build a company or help companies get built, and there's something to that, I must be able to do that for my body. And it was based upon that little radio interview that I heard that I came up with this decision kind of random. But in truth, that is the way it works so long as you know the process. And so I happened into the process. And then I had to unwind all of it, mm -hmm. <laughs> figure out what the heck I'd done. Mm -hmm. So I took some classes and, you know, go on and on and became extremely good at it. 
and took that, you know, helped that group who was teaching that platform to like 500,000 students all over the world. And I thought, yeah, this is business 101. Mm. And I started thinking about how energy and both and all those strategies work together. And I thought, yeah, it's really talking about this. And so I just started experimenting with clients. Clients would come to me for some sort of, you know, health challenge or whatever after I left corporate. We'd end up solving the health challenge. And then really what it would be is there would be a couple pivot points. One would be there would be challenges in the relationships, whether it's a business relationship or, you know, a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. And there'd be challenges in the money. I was like, geez, I can solve those really easily. And then people will make money and then I can help them understand how profits and losses apply to the energetic principles, which winds it into a business package. So that's really kind of where I got. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. And I just want to point out, you use these principles to cure yourself of blood poisoning, correct? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that that was worth highlighting. You know, the proof is in the pudding a lot of instances and that's remarkable. That's really remarkable. So... Very cool. So now for you, and after you developed this and came to this realization and you started trying to go around and help people with this, did you have challenges? Like, did you face challenges presenting it? Because it's kind of new and unorthodox. So how was that? So here's something that's really so weird, awesome, cool, whatever you want to call it. But I didn't know what to call it. You know, I'm a business person. I don't know what you call these things. I took this class and I was like, you people are weird. I do not know what you're talking about. All I was motivated was to keep my body healthy. I had no desire to go and do this on anybody else. And I worked on my dad and he had a bone spur and they said it works on anything. I was like, I don't know what the bone spur is, but okay. They said it works on anything. (laughs) I did the thing and he said, oh my God, I feel better and I can walk across the room. And apparently he hadn't been for two weeks. And I thought, hmm. That's really interesting. So my little programming background brain said, well, let's see if it still works on other things. So I'd hear somebody at the post office or I'd see somebody walking, you know, not too far ahead of me. And I was basically accosting people saying, hey, I learned this thing. And yeah, these are my exact words. Hey, I learned this thing. And do you want to get out of pain? And they'd be looking at me like, yeah, okay, what? And I said, I don't have to touch you. I just have this little process. I really can't explain what it does. It's just, you know, it might work. And the worst thing that happens is maybe nothing and you have nothing to lose. Right. And so everyone said yes. Okay. You know, I just kept really what I was doing is I was trying to prove that it wouldn't work on everything. Mm. And it worked on everything. Wow. And I thought, Okay, this is noteworthy. And then there was another point that made this completely solid is I was on a vacation on a trip to Nepal. I was trekking there and we were at Base Camp Everest. We were about to pack up and turn around and go back down. That morning at like four o'clock in the morning, I heard one of my group mates yell. She'd fallen down. She had had a massive stroke. And here I am. And I've just got these woo-woo weirdo things right. that I've been just playing around with, you know, knees and nausea and, you know, arms and, you know, all these things. And I just start whipping on my clothes like I'm this massive doctor. And I'm just watching myself do this. And I work on this woman for like seven hours. Okay. And she got uh, airlifted out. And then we saw her six days later. And she was walking and talking and had just a little tiny bit of a lisp. And I thought, holy moly, I did that with the little bit of information that I have. And that's a freaking miracle. Wow. And I got really, really 
excited and I got really upset that more people didn't know it. So that's really what got me on the journey of starting to talk about it. Now, what do you mean with the little bit of information that you had? It's a simple process. It takes a little bit to learn it. You know, it was kind of like marketing 101. It was like the simplest of simplest of simplest of processes. And I just used those techniques and I just kept working on her. And so the interesting thing with that concept is the body is always doing its job. And then it just has deficiencies in areas that it needs resolution or healing or whatever the heck you want to call it, you know improvement. It's got some sort of deficiency there that it hasn't been able to resolve. And the energy stuff is there to help get it, you know, kind of back up to snuff, so to speak. Mm. I thought, wow, I really like know nothing about this. I'm a business executive. I like learned one thing, you know, a weekend class. And I've been experimenting on people for a year trying to prove that this stuff doesn't work. And this woman's alive because of that thing. Mm. Everybody needs this. <laughs> so that's how I started talking about it. So let's talk about this. If there's a business executive listening to this now, what can it do for them? I'll be really honest. I've been a skeptic of this kind of stuff. Well, I've been working closely with a couple of different clients who actually have very substantial businesses that deal in this realm. And so I've had to really like examine my own beliefs about it because I'm like, there's a lot of people spending a lot of money on this stuff and they're getting some sort of results. And so, you know, I'd say probably since November last year, I've been entertaining more of it. And because, again, like I say, and I'm just being fully transparent, and I'm sure there's some people listening to this that are like, whatever, Daryl, I already went through that, whatever. And there's some I know they're rolling still, their eyes. Right. I know. They're like, ah, one of these guys again. And there's other people who might be like me, sitting with their arms crossed type of thing. So how does it work? Like if I've got a business and like I know you mentioned before that sometimes it's a relationship thing, sometimes it's something else. How does it work? How would these techniques help me grow my business and make more revenue and profits? Right. When you so have, let's take a business structure. We have sales. We have marketing, we have, you know, you've got finance, you've got, you know, the CEO, we've got some assistants. So let's just put it as an org chart, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm really good at translating all this stuff because of my business background. So I'm the only one who can really translate it into this really simple thing. But it, think of a flow chart, an org chart. And if the person at the top has the least amount of energy, like they're tired, they're beat up, they're, you know, things aren't really, you know, gelling for them. Everybody in the org chart is totally affected, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so you can see this with, you know, insurance companies that are trying to protect the top, et cetera. Speed of the leader is the speed of the team. That's what we've heard for many years, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is there are just like every business, you have centers of profit, you have a center of expense and so on and so forth. And energetically, those are similar type things. They're just not called that. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about solve the challenge at the top. And then the rest of the organization starts to heal, improve, get better, the sales get better. So let me give you a story. I think this is better told in a story. I was working for a unique technology that was going to help revolutionize the delivery system of pharmaceuticals and nutraceuticals and save like tons of millions of dollars. That was one of the companies I was working with. 
And the CEO of the company, you know, didn't have a whole lot of energy and things are kind of ho-hum. They were kind of going. And then a new CEO was brought in and he and I started talking and I'd been learning about this stuff. And he said, well, I want to talk about how this really works. And I was like, I don't know how to describe this, but let me just experiment on the sales team. And let's see if it proves out. So I gave them some tools. I gave them some techniques. And many of them I developed or invented based upon the original teachings. I would give them a few tools and I'd be like, okay, did that help in their presentation? Did that help in their ability to close faster? And it started to happen that it did. And I thought, okay. So the results are in. The proof is in the pudding. So I just kept experimenting to see if that would prove out in sales and confidence and clarity of message and really dialing it in so that the team could really be reflecting what the top was trying to say. Because the guy at the top, a little intense, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That never happens. What are you talking about? You know, kind of a tough tough kind of dude you want to call him you know hard butt but as soon as he got the techniques because everyone got them at the same time and the team got the techniques things started rocking and rolling and I was like hmm, that's really interesting I was seeing clients at the same time long story but I was seeing clients at the same time and this woman came to me and I helped her with some health and some relationship stuff and she was really there for money but she didn't tell me one thing And she didn't tell me this one thing until after, I don't know, it was about three months. And she said, you know, since I've been working with you, these two properties that never, nobody ever even came to look at, they've been on the market for two years. They suddenly have offers and we're about to sell them next week. This really works on everything. (laughs) It really is about taking those business principles and taking this ancient technology and blending them so that the highest and best can result from the teachings of business and these ancient principles. Hmm. Got it. Okay. So it's by healing the individuals at key pivot points and having them focus on certain things to improve their energy levels, their health and well-being, their mental state of mind that translates into increase in productivity as well as just perhaps even outlook and, you know, you could say attraction. But essentially, it just helps them feel better, be better, and perform better. Is that correct? Perform better, have more clarity, and have more ease of quick decision-making. So one of the things that sabotages most businesses is the slowness of making a decision and then implementing it. Mm -hmm. And when you have a lot of clarity, you know, when you're 25, you're like, yeah, just go for it. And then, (laughs) you know, and then, you know, you start packing on, you know, relationships, family, and all these other responsibilities. And you're not in so much of a, yeah, just go for it mode. Mm -hmm. You've got a lot of other stuff behind it. And the energetics actually get you into a place of utilizing that highest wisdom that you've already attained and giving you clarity to take action really quickly and then monetize very easily. Mm, Got it. Okay. So what are some of the greatest mistakes you see your clients making? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Thinking that they don't need a system. Everything is systems based and the truth of any organization, no matter where they are, whether it's a startup and a concept all the way up to, you know, many hundreds of millions of dollars, whatever is systems are 
that's the ease and the grace. So long as you get really awesome systems. And the challenge with most entrepreneurs, most innovators is, you know, we all go out on our own because we don't want to be tied down by systems. So we think that systems are like our enemy. So we don't create them until we have so much pain we have to. And then by that time, it's just a mucky mess. And then you got to sort it all out. So systems, any other things that you see common among your clients? Yeah, really assuming that the past is going to be their challenge or opportunity is. They're bringing all of their mistakes from the past and saying, oh, that'll never work. That didn't work before. And the truth of the matter is we're a new person every day. We wake up brand new every single day. And with these tools and techniques, you can actually wake up new every day. And you have a new perspective, a new idea. When you bring something that is no longer relevant along into your brand's make a new day, it's like you're still living in that same spot. Mm. So that's really, that's a big danger pivot point. And there's this other one I got to share. And it's happened with a couple of my, you know, a couple of my larger clients. CEO clients, and they got a whole bunch of money, got a big buyout, and then they start pretending like they have none. It's really fascinating. I've been watching it for the past couple of years, and they pretend like they have none. They start scrimping and saving, and then really what that does is that starts to create a dynamic of lack mentality, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it actually gets them going in that direction. Mm. I love how you brought that up, though, that being the new you and not letting your past predict the future, because that's something I've had to come up against, and it's something that I know a lot of people do deal with and face, and that's the one thing, and I just want to add to it, because that's, you know, if you really think about it, it's really one of the things that separates humans from animals, and, you know, I feel like people who don't realize that they have that power, they're kind of like the zombies we talk about whenever you see the zombie movie type thing, because there are people who are just only ever doing a handful of things in their life, ever. They never try nothing new. They never grow in any capacity. But that's what separates us. A dog will only ever do the handful of things a dog can do. That's it. It will never do anything else unless there's outside influence on it. Humans can wake up. You can wake up today, decide you want to learn how to do ballet. You can wake up today and decide you want to learn gymnastics. You can wake up today and decide you want to start studying physics. You can wake up today and decide you want to learn how to program. No other creature on the planet can do that. Yeah, there's some animals that can make tools. Great for them. They can't change their life as drastically as we can. And I love how you brought that up because it is such a simple thing. But so many people feel like, oh, no, I don't. And there's addiction issues. There's habits issues and having to break those. Sure, that's fine. There are chains that start to grow. But every one of us has the power to break them. And I've broken through them. And, you know, I'm no spring chicken right now. So, I mean, I'm not old over the hill either. But at the same time, I think that's a really powerful one. I just wanted to add to that because I hate it when people like, oh, but like that's one of my biggest pet peeves when people bring that up. Because I'm like, you don't get it. Like, you just decide right now. You know, like this chain of events that you created that means that the past is why you can't do it now. That's actually the excuse you're making today because the past has no attachment to you right now. You're connecting it to give yourself an easy out. So I love that you brought that up. The scarcity mindset, that's a good one too because I know exactly what you mean. I know people that are like multimillionaires and they haggle over, you know, some like spending 20 bucks. It's just amazing to me. It's like all the things that you did to get yourself there. Now you're going to start scrimping and saving on those. No, that's when you expand. Mm. Now I have a question because can you specify that a bit? Because I think you're right that when there's more like money deserves to be in motion and it doesn't really do a whole lot just sitting there. I mean, it's, 
you know, cash is a great way to keep money. I don't know what other people think, but I think it's hard to go wrong with having cash. But at the same time, you do need to reinvest. You do need to spend and to grow. I also know that I've had some mentors that said if I spent money like a millionaire, I wouldn't be one. So how would you define the difference in between just being like, you know, just money conscious and money wise versus having a lack and a limiting mentality? Yeah. So, you know, there are actual principles around this. So it's really like, what can you do to give? What can you do to receive? And if you have a mentality of there is nothing more then after you've gotten X, then what you actually start to do is it's kind of like money is our energy. And we've heard that, but we don't really know the actual tactile principles of that. So take the idea of giving back. That's beautiful. All of those things. But if you give everything back and you expect nothing, you can be sure that you'll be a popper. That's for sure. Right. right. But just like life and, you know, use nature as a great example, nature requires certain amount of, you know, air, earth, minerals and fire in order to you know become a flower or a tree. It's all the same. It's all the same ingredients. Some just need more and others need less. So we want to think of that and apply that to our lives. So if we're always going out and doing four star hotels and we are just kind of on the edge, you can be sure that, yeah, you won't be that millionaire. But if you're looking at it like, okay, so what's my ratio, you know, can I do this here and how do I do that? And it's not like you spend a lot of time. It's really about creating the things you want. I wrote this little book called Don't Laugh, Don't Roll Your Eyes. (laughs) It's called Shotgun Shopping. And it's how not to shop. I don't like shopping. So it's how not to shop and get everything you want. And the principles are, it's like you get to decide, like you were saying, and then you get to put into action the things that are going to come in. So it's about create what you want next. If you want to, you know, stay at four star hotels all the time, then it requires a certain level of extra income in order to do that. So have a great foundation and then build upon that. That's the way I call that an upward trending cycle. Mm. I know Jim Rohn's got a really good one, too. I'm going to share it because some of the listeners might enjoy it. He calls it the 70-10-10-10 plan, which I think is something that's pretty practical and something that's good to use. And the concept is you do whatever you do with the 70%. And then the other three 10 pieces, one is active capital. And so that one you actively spend, like you mentioned, you need some other income streams. So you actively spend to grow it. You spend it to grow it, whether you're buying something to sell later or you're spending the money to help sell something so you can increase the value of what you started with. So the first 10 is active capital. The second 10 is what he calls passive capital. And that's where you invest it and you give it to someone else to grow for you. And you play around with that. And that's just you put, again, it's 70, 10, 10, 10. And if you can't start there, then you do, you know, you do 93.33, but you start somewhere. And then you actively spend in the active capital and the passive capital. So you're spending to grow other streams of income. You're giving money to other people to try and find something because not a lot of it's going to be successful off the hop. And then third, the last third, the last 10 is tithing. You give it away. That's what you donate to charity in that because of exactly like you said, if you're hoarding, if you're not spending, right, like the nature – I mean, everything in nature is a value exchange. The sunlight gives us energy, and we put that off in the plants and animals. There's always an energy exchange going. So do you have any guides about stuff like that, like a really hard 
guideline to how do you know if you're spending on a good thing versus a bad thing? That lack mentality really affects a lot of people. And if Mm -hmm. someone's like, I need to hire someone like in a new employee, or again, you're looking if should I invest in this equipment or this vendor or something like that, are there any guidelines using these principles? Yeah, I think so. It's really, what do I have and what do I need to acquire? What do I have as far as the current budget? So I read an article on a bed this morning that's $63,000, okay? And, you know, I mean, okay, so you start... You start looking at that and be like, okay, well, I might have that bed for the entire summation of my life. Is that really worth $63,000 for, let's say, 30 years, right? And how do you figure out, you know, so you start looking at this numerically and you really give yourself the benefit of the doubt. And of course, you want to, there's a great principle that if you are spending on some things, you know, pay a little like 10% more. And it's really fascinating what it makes you do to think ahead of where you're going to help someone, but also where you're going to have the next opportunity show up for you. It's really kind of a fascinating little trick. You know, I actually can agree with you on that with an experience that happened last night. I mentioned at the beginning of the call, for those that don't know, I mentioned on and off, I'm into CrossFit. I've just always been into health and fitness, martial arts background. And last night was the night that they announced the first workout for what they call the CrossFit Open. It's an annual tournament. Anyone in the world can participate. They release a workout once a week for five weeks. You do it. You either do it at one of their boxes, their affiliates, and they judge you or you record yourself and submit your score online. And there was a girl last night. We were hanging out with my girlfriend, a bunch of us, and there's this other girl who was, she was on the fence of whether she wanted to do the Open or not because if you train at a CrossFit gym, you end up doing the workouts anyway because it's like a big thing for five weeks, right? They might break them into pieces or something because they're big workouts, but everyone ends up doing all the work at some point. And she was like, you know, it's 20 bucks and yada, yada, yada. And I remember looking at her and I'm like, well, it really depends on what your goals are. And it kind of comes to what you're saying, like thinking about the long term, because I was like, you know, sure, it might be 20 bucks right now. And she was a student. I should preface this. There's a lot of university students at this gym. So I know you're a student. I know that you're young, but it's only 20 bucks and 20 bucks might not be a lot. And right now you might feel scarcity around how much money you have at present. But the reality is you live in Canada. You're going to have food on your table and a roof over your head. And so, you know, in your lifetime, that 20 bucks is very insignificant. And for you, because of her goals, it would be substantial for you to have, to be able to surround yourself with a group of like-minded individuals who are going to push you to accomplish what you know to push yourself harder to achieve something whatever your result is going to be in this tournament it doesn't really matter but it is going to set a benchmark for you so you know where you're at this point in time and you know you're going to be hanging out with people that want to go the direction you want to go and you know by at the end of five weeks you'll be in better shape than probably if you didn't spend the 20 bucks there and i was like wouldn't that be valid and she's like you know what you're right and i almost spent 30 bucks on this eyebrow brush today and i didn't even and she's like i didn't buy that so i should just put the 20 dollars in this thing and i was like there you go that's the spirit so I think like what you were saying, like sure, it might be that $63,000 bed, which to many people might balk at, but we haven't seen the bed, so we don't know what this thing does or doesn't. But the other part that I liked is you talked about, you know, it's $63,000, but it's you're paying now and it's spread out over 30 years. So I like that perspective. That's a really good that's really that's a really good practical tip for how people should look at expenses. If someone if you're looking to invest in something, are you concerned about where you are financially now? 
you know, but realize that in your life, you're going to have a lot of money pass through your hands. And I think just being wise and making sure that there's some things that are well worth investing in, no matter what your current state of financial affairs might be, because of how it could pay off in months, years, even even decades later. So that's a good tip. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I did the math. I didn't do the math. So while you were talking about that, I did the math on that 30 years and the $62,000 stuff like that. It's like six bucks a day. Yeah, yeah, six bucks right? a day for a good night's sleep for the best right. I've ever had. I mean, <laughs> what is that? That's 60, 70 a week, 21. Yeah, I mean, it's not even 100 bucks. Isn't that fascinating? I mean, so we look at the big number and we actually get freaked out and we don't really do the long-term vision. And so we're all in that dilemma of the long-term versus the short-term. I want everything now. And you know, other cultures do a better job of the long-term. Yep. Another great example of that is if I were to ask you, Siobhan, if you give me $10, I'll give you $1,000 back right now. Would you do it? Sure, why not? Of course. Now for your flip the script and go, hey, could you give me $100,000 now and I'll give you a million dollars over the next year? Would you do it? There's a yeah. lot of people that they're like, uh, I know, I've done it. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> right? But the math is the same. It so is. big numbers freak people out. It's, it's, it's funny how that works. Fascinating, isn't it? So, But it's also because I think, you know, when you come up to a level, I never made anyone, let alone myself, a million dollars. And I remember after I helped my first client do that, you know, suddenly it didn't seem so scary anymore. I'm like, oh, I mean, there was a lot that went into it, but I was like, you know, that wasn't impossible for before. I thought that would have been impossible. And it's funny how it just did affect my ability to spend. Like, I mean, I still like to live personally. I try to live on less than 60% of what I make, if not less than that. I'm just frugal. I've always been a backpacker and all that. But, you know, it was a real eye-opener because you work so hard, I think, to make the money in the beginning. The first time you save, you know, maybe the first time you save five grand or ten grand or, you know, 20, 30, 40, 100 grand, like you work so hard to get there. To think that you could do it so easily by reinvesting that money, you know, a lot of people might not believe it. So good insights. So are there any other mistakes? Are those kind of the top three we had? What were the big three? We had people avoiding systems. We had the lack of an ability to realize that today they can just choose a new direction and go, just like you decide to go to one restaurant over another. And then the third one was the lack mentality that, and just not knowing how to spend money or where to invest it. Any other mm-hmm. major mistakes you see your clients making? Yeah, they forego health. Mm, they oh, forego geez. health. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll get to it later. I'll do this later. And I have a slightly different perspective on that because I had a pretty great loss. You know, my first husband passed and I was like, life's too short. You got to take care of yourself. You're only here for however long. Who knows? It's, oh, no, I'll do this later. And we forget our body. That's a great one. And that's part of why I'm so into the CrossFit. And a lot of people are confused by this because they're like, oh, but I'm so tired after I work out. But, you know, once you get going, the days I don't work out, I have a hard time sleeping because Mm -hmm. I'm used to producing a certain amount of energy. The body is the weirdest thing. It's the only machine that breaks down if we don't use it. All like your car, your bicycle, every other machine, the printer, the more you use it, the more wear and tear and breakdown it gets. Our body heals. That's why people who exercise tend to look younger because their body, what they're actually doing is they're getting the body to heal itself constantly. So it heals you better versus one that never gets any exercise healing you. And the other one is your energy level, which is huge. In fact, there's a program called Strategic Coach. It's a high price coaching program thing. And that's a huge, like that is, they are beating that drum. You know, you pay, there. 
I just saved some people twenty. Well, I don't want to say I saved twenty five thousand dollars, but <laughs> you know, it's it's just that they beat that drum so hard because if you're not able, you know, if you're tired, if you're dependent on coffee and stimulants and you know, some sort of herb to get you the energy to get through the day, you know, you're on a crutch. And if that crutch isn't available, you're going to fall flat on your face. Whereas your own body, just by taking care of your health, by eating right, by exercising, you can maintain really high energy levels that you can have long, full days until you're well, well, well into old age. I mean, you can see already even right now, there's, if you go to, they're called blue zones. These are areas of the world where people in highest concentrations live the longest in the world. So the population small communities have way longer life expectancies than everyone else and they have the highest concentrations of centurions people who live to be over 100 there's a video of one guy he's 105 years old and he beats a 36 year old man in an arm wrestle you know <laughs> there's another there's another lady she, i think she's 109 she wakes up every morning she lifts her weights in her living room and she goes about her day and she is full of life and vitality and i can even speak from personal experience one of my grandmothers grew up farming and she even when she didn't need to farm afterwards she was always very 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 active and guess what she's about to have her 90th birthday this year and she's still very 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 active so that's a great one that's one people can't neglect you can't neglect that because please if you're hearing this and you feel you're overweight or you feel that you don't exercise as much as you should you can't afford to not do it if you are self-employed you should include it in your work day as an item to do every single day is to tend to your body that's why I wake up and I just get it done because it's not worth it I mean I've seen people make a lot of money and then their health changes or like their children's health changes and everything stops and all that money that they spent years and you know all that cash flow they spent years developing and building up to come in into streams gets funneled into saving their help their health when if they had it just done a few simple things on a regular basis they wouldn't have even been in that situation at all so Sorry, you struck a chord. What I was saying is, yeah, that's one of the pieces. When I work with people, we do work with them physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially. Because if their health is a mess, their money is going to be a mess. Mm -hmm. So solve the health, solve the money. Solve the relationship, solve the money. And it just exponentiates. So it's just more ease and grace. Yeah. And the other part of that, too, is one, exercise is a proven mood enhancer. But Mm -hmm. lack of exercise and a lack of, like, when you don't feel you look good, you don't feel good. And when you don't exercise, you don't take care of your health, you don't definitely don't feel good. And there's so much emphasis on mindset. Now, and the really, I'm going to interject because you're just on this cool trail of, yep, mindset. So if you don't look good and you don't feel good, you actually get less creative. Yep. And you get to be more of a lack mentality, mm. non-problem solver. So you're in the problem, you're meditating on the problem rather than finding a solution. So when you have more health, you actually find more solutions. Yep. And you feel more confident and capable. I mean, we could just wrap this up. If anyone on this call has not, <laughs> and they're like, I know I should, but I don't just wake up. You don't need that much sleep. Arnold Schwarzenegger even says it himself. He's like, trust me. He's like, I was bodybuilding all day. You don't need more than six hours of sleep a night. Train your body you'll be fine you know and may, that may be too much for people but shave off the sleep if you need to your body will adjust and get that workout in you need to move your body you need to exercise again that's why i'm so into crossfit because nothing's helped my fitness like that and it's just really easy and it's safe and it's fun and it's just amazing results and it's so huge 
I just think sometimes people put the cart before the horse, and health is just such a huge, huge, huge one. I have a buddy that's so adamant about it. It changed his life so much. He has a business he's doing about 180000 a month. He's just like, he almost wants to walk away or sell that business just to start a CrossFit gym because of how much it's changed everything else in his life just by improving his health and focusing on just having a really good lifestyle. I think that's super important. So important. And that's how I got here. So, I mean, it's like that's how I built my business to be successful. And it's just like I got my health solved first and mm-hmm. I got my inner world solved first. Mm-hmm. And then everything else just started just coming easily. Mm. Yeah. What other habits do you feel have really helped you achieve the success that you've got? The personal and business habits. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say being insanely curious, meditation. For a period of time, I had a living food company and, you know, nothing's cooked over 118 degrees. So I've eaten like that pretty much for the past 10 years. So I know that that's a huge, huge factor. Really having a ritual, a ritual that keeps me safe, sane, moving forward, upward trending, you know, seeking new opportunities to share this way of growing your business and, you know, having what you want. So that keeps me really curious looking at all kinds of different industries. I guess that's why I have, you know, people from scientists all the way to, you know, people who have like food companies to attorneys to like, I mean, you name the industry. I I wear bail. I actually have the bail bonds industry. I mean, so who knows, right? It all works. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's awesome. So eating right, living right. Let's go over your habits again. Sorry, I want to summarize them and I just feel like, caught up in, in all the different industries you had eating right living right in terms of eating right taking care of yourself healing yourself first having a really healthy ritual what else was the other one meditation meditating. yeah meditating you know taking time off you know even if it's just a day and then time chunking so social media really gets us caught up in not time chunking mm-hmm. and time chunking is a really big deal. You know, those that's pretty much the core of it. Mm-hmm. And tithing, if something's going wrong, actually tithing, you know, if something's funky, you know, go tithe. Yeah, go get the wheel, go get the wheel of generosity spinning by giving mm-hmm. yourself. I love that. That's a great suggestion. So any future trends that you see in this industry or in your industry or in business in general? I think that as we have people who understand how health and wealth work really more hand in hand than ever before, this piece that I teach, this kind of, we'll call it the woo-woo energy business mindset piece, whatever whatever you want to call it, that stuff actually becomes more paramount because as we have more things attached, more technology attached to our body, we actually need to learn more about how these energetics work so they don't consume us. So I think that that's a future pacing. And I also think that as, you know, this internet marketing, you know, piece becomes more for people who are in it, it feels like, oh, yeah, I've been doing it forever. But for people who aren't, you know, it's really it gives you the ability to have reach and frequency and do things that you never thought possible. So I think we have a lot of amazing tech coming up, mm. inner tech and outside tech. Yeah, the tools are phenomenal. And if I forget who, forgive me, but there was this guy who did a study to see how many, like how many contacts can the most popular person have. And the rule of thumb was about 100 150 that most mm-hmm. of us can only really manage 100 to 150 relationships and that's not like close relationships that's like acquaintances people you know from around town somebody you run into every now and then like we really only have like our own mental rolodex of about 150 people names that's 
like it. It's like the limit. But now with social media, like I've got close to 5,000 friends on Facebook and a few thousand people on LinkedIn and more thousands on Twitter and all, you know, all these other places. And it's a great place because I keep my own mental 150 people. But anytime I have a contact with someone, I can go back. It's almost like an external brain where I can go back and look up their profile. I can look at messages between us. It's even a couple of buttons that you can click on Facebook, at least, that tells you things about you and them. So if you've tagged each other in posts and you can all of a sudden refresh your memory. And that is huge because relationships are so important in business. And sometimes we might forget because it's a busy world because maybe you live in a busy place why you trust someone or why you believe them and why you know and that's a really powerful thing and that's at the end of the day internet marketing you mentioned that the formula is really simple it's traffic times conversion equals money and that's really what it comes down to how big is the audience or how big how many people are listening you know what am i asking them to do and how many people do it and you can cycle that over as many times as you want from generating cold audience to being warm leads warm leads to being a first-time buyer, first-time buyers, and to being second-time and third and fourth-time buyers, it really just is T times C equals blank. Time C equals blank. Time C equals blank. And that's a development. Kim McCarthy originally had the traffic plus conversion, but I was like, you know, if we times this, you could actually make a funnel out of it. And wow. And that's really it. And I mean, all these tools that we've got make it so much easier for us to stay in contact, for us to get our messages out there, for us to track who's doing what and what's their interests. I mean, I know people that are running their businesses might have a whole, like, they might have a whole product line, but the only ads people are seeing are the products that are relevant to the pages they visited on their website, which is fantastic. The way, the ability to automate that. So I think you're right. I think that it's really about just helping get dialed in on what people are having problems with so that way you can provide the solution for them and like you said just all these tools that as long as you take care of your health your mindset as long as you're on top of it and you're out there learning that you're socializing you're not in a closet i think that as long as you keep your energy right your mind right your health right that you're headed in the right direction and you're really looking to serve people that the tools are there and that's another quote that a lot of people say where if, if your what is big enough, the how will sort itself out, you know, yeah, what you're looking so to true. accomplish. So um, that is awesome. That is so awesome. So, Siobhan, is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't ask you? I don't know. We went off on some really cool tangents. I appreciate that. Well, that's the whole concept. Again, the whole concept mm-hmm. is just like we're sitting by the fire, just talking about life and business, and hopefully some of the listeners can over here be kind of the peanut gallery or the flies on the wall, and hopefully they benefit, and that's really what it's about. This is just helping other people, and if, if people enjoy what you've brought up and they think it's interesting and they want to engage, if they want to know more, what's the best way for them to reach out to you and get in touch? Yeah, I have a couple ways. One is they can actually get a download immediately. And if they were, yeah, kind of cool. You just put this number into your phone. It's 949-214-4294. And then you type in the word energy and you're going to get my downloadable book called Five Essential Energies for Success. Nice. And, what was the number yeah, 949 4294. So it's an awesome little book. I synthesize this information of how energy really works. And, you know, we could call it spidey sense or intuition, but there's an actual, there's an actual quantum unification theory that actually explains all of this. And that's not necessary to know. (laughs) 
<laughs> I had a client in my last innovator circle, and he's a an astrophysicist, and he handed me a piece of paper with a formula on it. He said, that is the formula for the energy of the universe. And I was like, oh. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I was like, okay, thank you. And I didn't know what to do with it other than I actually kept it to be like, I wonder if that's really true. Right. True, eh? Fair enough. Well, it's like your car. You don't necessarily need to know all the inner workings of how the car works. You just know how to drive it. And so there's a lot of that. Yeah. works in the non that non-formulaic way but he said that's what i see you having and i was like okay great thanks for the formula <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well siobhan i really value and appreciate the time you shared with us today i also appreciate you being open to being vulnerable because this is something that not everyone is open to or would even accept that the terminology the language some people might be abrasive but i can just speak from personal experience i really wouldn't have invited you or had you on the show if i didn't even consider it you know if you had met me a year ago, I may have been more of a skeptic, but really over the last six to eight months, I've just seen some things just with some clients that I've been privy to, just really substantial sized businesses that are using this on a daily basis with hundreds and thousands of people to get results. And you obviously know what you're doing with your certain spin on it and the techniques you developed. So I know you could have been doing other things and I do appreciate you coming here to share that, to maybe even convert some people to at least checking it out, trying it. Heck, yeah. what you know, it's one text message. I can get a free download. Why not? Um, you know, right, you can go to my website. Me. Yeah. Okay. Check, check my website out. Okay. That's What's always website? Yeah. Siobhan Moran, S H E E V A U N M O R A N.com. There we go. So Siobhan, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for sharing with myself and the listeners. And I just wish you and your family all the best. Thanks Daryl. You've reached the end of our interview. Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, what can you give to someone else to help you with or give them to just do it for you? Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better, and your success is my success. So please reach out and interact. You can visit our website bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. Uh, You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself. And remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.